tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America of the United Kingdom, my friends in Canada, and believe it or not, I got a note from someone in Kazakhstan. That is really cool. So hope you're having a great day today. Today's program is one that serves, well, let's start here. If you are listening to this program right now, it is because you're supposed to be. It's not an accident that you have tuned into this program. More than likely, you are in a situation where you're about to, to use my bonic term, blow up. I don't want, don't take that literally. I got some of my uh, listeners from other parts of the world going, blow up? Is he blowing something up? No, I'm not blowing anything up. That means that your life is getting ready to change for the better. Your career is about to take off. And with that stated, it is very important that you pay close attention to uh, what, what we're going to talk about today. There are a lot of people around you, or should I say probably were around you, that don't need to be. When, <laughs> what, <laughs> so funny, one of my producers uh, just sent me a note saying, wow, well, that is so true. We have people that for lack of a better reason other than the fact one of you hasn't died yet, is still in your life. These people are serving you to no good end what the hell soever. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll be as daring as to say some of these people, these very folk that you have been going out your way to do things with and for, they don't mean you any dang good at all. Here's what's confusing. Have you ever had somebody around you that is a blessing and a curse all at the same time? Or even worse, all of a sudden, this relationship you have had with this individual has been going just fine. You know, you know you're not feeling no kind of way, ain't nothing strange happen, and then all of a sudden, you just talk to a friend or someone calls you and say, well, you know, so-and-so called me or, you know, I was with uh, so-and-so the other night. So-and-so is black for somebody that said something, right? And, and when you hear this, you kind of go, hmm, pray tell, tell me more. As the conversation evolves, you find out that this person, this person that you have been trying to hook up, this person that you have been advocating for, this person that you thought was your doggone friend has been talking about you like a dog or or they're trying to use you for a come up. Now, why would I say such a thing? Has it ever happened to me? Hell to the yes, and it's happened to you too. The thing is you're probably not aware of it or you just haven't found out yet. Today, I'm going to pimp-proof you because it is coming your way, dear one, whether you want it or not, whether you like it or not. There are some people that you want to take with you that God does not want on the journey with you. They cannot go. They are not welcome where God is taking you. So unpack their bag and quit trying to take them with you. You cannot take everybody with you. I'm going to repeat that again. You cannot take everybody with you. For some, that means getting rid of a husband. For others, it means getting rid of of a wife. Uh, There are times we have put ourselves in circumstances that we don't really need to be in. 
I know I have done it over and over again. You know, you have to ask yourself, is it time to let them go? Is it? Is it? Think about it. Who is the person that has marginalized your little life right now? There is somebody that um, if you really give it some thought, and and just think hard about this for a second, do they mean you any good? Are they only there just because they want to get in where they fit in? I'm going to give you some signs uh, later in the show. I'm, I'm not even going to go there right now, but I'm going to give you some signs of when it's time to give somebody their walking papers, when it's time to say, you know what, you and I have gone about as far as we can go, and if you take another step with me, child, I'm probably going to kill you, so you need to, you need to push, bounce, deuces, adios, see you later. Uh, see you, wouldn't want to be you, let the doughnut hit you or the dog should have bit you. There are times in our lives that we have to say to someone, enough is enough. Now, here, here's, the, here's the catches in this. If it's that season in your life, and here's a way that you're going to know it, you are about to come up. For all my friends that don't know what that means, That means that your life is changing for the better. You're about to graduate from college. You just started a new business. You just signed with a new publicist. You have a new agent. You got a record deal. You're getting your certification. You've been going to a a trade school. You're about to get your license. Those are times that you don't go tell everybody, hey, come on, get on board with me. Matter of fact, Success may or may not change you, but it will doggone sure change the people around you, and you need to be ready for that. Don't doubt the hard way like who? Yours truly. Let me, let me give you something. Um, God has been working in my life in just awesome ways in the last few weeks, uh, and it's been building. I mean, this thing did not happen overnight. It did not happen overnight, people. But as I was growing, I started with one company that did one thing for me, and then they took me to a point. Then I got another company that took what they did and took it to another level. Then now it's season to change ships again because that last company took me to here, but this new one takes me to there. Don't be ashamed. Don't feel obligated that you have to take everybody with you. Why? Because you cannot. I'm telling you you can't, so stop trying to do that. You're screwing yourself. You're messing up your own doggone blessings, and at the end of the day, there is going to be no one to blame but you. Now, I told you to get your pen and paper. I want you to write down right now some criteria. On this pen and paper, I want you to draw a line right down the middle. Keep, on the other side, kill. And I don't want you to physically kill nobody. I know it would make you good. I understand that feeling that you can't kill people in real life. But just put keep on one side, kill on the other. Now, here's where the confusion comes in. Some of the people that you're going to keep are getting on your last damn nerve right now. And here's why. God is using these people to help you examine yourself. God has sent these people in your life, believe it or not, though they are a pain in the butt, so you think he sent them for you to have a reflection of the inadequacies about yourself. Now, Dr. D, what do you mean by that? I'm glad you asked. What that means is there are some things about you that need to be changed. The way that you're doing business for some of you, uh, I know for me, I'm going to be honest. I have thought about, okay, what, how am I doing business right now? What is it about me that needs to change? What have I been doing lately that I can't blame someone else for? And when I thought about that, 
that conversation got really deep within my spirit. I looked at this situation. You guys, if you listen to the show on Sunday, you heard me say I called uh, my social media guy and apologize. He and I are both very brilliant, talented men, but we're both learning. He's learning. I'm learning. And I had to take that relationship model and, you know, some, some things transpired and I'm just like, you know, not feeling, feeling good about my relationship with this company. But when I looked at it, I said, God checked me. He was like, well, what has he done right? You up here trying to be uh, just, just you're looking down from your ivory tower. So God sent this situation in my life to teach me about me much more than anything else. He was showing me, okay, did you do your homework? Did you appreciate what was done right? Did you look at the situations where your butt didn't come to the table correct yourself? And the answer to that question, we already know the answer to that question, people. The answer to that question is no, I didn't. And, I, and it caused me to stop and think, okay, you know, I'm, I'm pointing fingers, but for this one thing I got pointed out, what do the three pointing back at me indicate? Are you looking at people that are getting on your nerves or maybe frustrating you of the circumstances you're involved in with them frustrating you, are you looking at the other side of the table? And when you look at the other side of the table, do you see any good fruit there? Just yes or no. There is no middle to this because things are either working for you or they are not working for you, okay? But stop, and, I'm, and some of y'all are going, well, Okay, he cool because he always got some weed. Or I, I was talking to this this uh, doing a lecture at a university one day, and I was talking about toxic relationships and when to walk away from people. So this one little uh, sister stood up and okay, and said to me, "Well, Doctor Young, and yeah, I'm imitating her because she was talking like a hood rat and thinking like a hood rat." She said, well, I, I, don't, I hear what you're saying, but that's my ride or die, which, you know, I'm like, okay, well, why do you have to die if you ride with you, but another subject. And she kept talking, and she said, well, every time I need 30 or $40, she always got it. And I said, that's good. Have you ever stopped to think, young lady, if you weren't associating with that helper, you would never need 30 or $40. Just, just meditate on that for a minute. In other words, are you in some relationships that you are in because it benefits you on one level, but you're not looking at what it costs you on another? Oh, yeah. Some of you right now are engaging in relationships with people. That The only reason the relationship is present is the sex is good. Let me give you a secret. You could have good sex with your hand. I mean, seriously, you can get a nut and just get them and go on about your business. So is that really a reason to maintain rapport with someone? Or this person is benefacting you. They, are, they give you a little money when you need it. Is that really a good relationship? This person gives you attention when you need it. Is that really a good relationship? Now, I'm not saying that having people that support you is something you throw out the window. But if all of the support is localized to one area, is that a good relationship? The answer, again, is hell to the no, 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 no. It's not a good relationship. Let's think deeper. Perhaps you're looking at your circumstances. You figure you've been with me by my side since day one, have you stopped to consider maybe if that person hadn't been by your side, day one would have been totally different? Have you stopped to understand that relationships come into your life for a reason, for a season, or for a lesson? And when that season is over, let it go. When that reason has been discovered. Let it go. There's something that I love that some people have an issue. When God moves people out of your life and they leave, they abandon you. They say, I can't work with you anymore. And you sitting over there like little black Sambo eating a syrup sandwich, crying about what's going on because this person has left you. 
Uh-uh. No. Let them go. There are people who can walk away from you. And hear me when I tell you this. When people walk away from you, let them go. I don't want you to try to talk another person into staying with you, into loving you, into calling you, into caring about you, into coming to see you, into staying attached to you. I mean, hang up your doggone phone. Stop texting them. Stop sexting them. Stop driving by their house, showing up at their damn job, trying to kick it with their friends or their relatives. When people can walk away from you, let them walk. Let me tell you something. Your destiny is never tied to anybody that left your life. I'm going to repeat that again. Your destiny, and see, for some of you, This isn't even a negative let them go. For some of you, it could be someone died. For some of you, it could be their job relocated them. The military transferred them. They finally got caught in the feds or the the narcotics unit arrested them. Your destiny is never tied to someone else. I'm going to say this. And for my friends that are agnostic and my friends out there that are are Buddhist and Islamic uh, in preference, just go with me on this. The Bible said that they came out from us that it may be made manifest that they were not for us. For had they been of us, no doubt would they have continued with us. Are you feeling me? What that means is simply this. There are times when God is going to take folk and, and let you see what their real agenda is with you. No more business as usual. Stop it. You are paralyzed. Because you're overanalyzing your situation. I call it paralysis by overanalysis. Sometimes we want to think too much, too long, and too hard about things that are just obvious. You know, I have, I have a couple of people that I talk to on a daily basis. One of them shared a story with me the other day, and, and it was about a guy that would come into their place of business, and it was because they had something in common. What they had in common was they had the access to a facility through a landlord, right? And this person would interfere by walking in because they had a right to be in the place, but they didn't have a right to be in the place at the same time because that was already designated. And she told me, she said, you know what? I had to have some words with this person. And she did, and and she checked them. And, And what was so funny to me, when she shared this story with me, right then, I, you know, because I'm going through some places where God is moving in my life, and I've learned something, you guys. If you're listening to this show right now, it's because God is doing something in your life, too, and you better pay attention to it. Now, here, man, I'm going to tell you what I thought about when she shared this with me. The first thing that was evident is they're getting ready to grow and take what they're doing and take their dream and their vision to another level. And then here comes this, um, let's just say this this mentally depreciated individual into the scene, disrupting what they have been perfecting, and what they have going on. Now, that is what's going on in your life right now. Some of you, for you, yes, I'm talking to you, 
Somebody's coming into your scene while you're getting ready to go to another level with something that ain't got nothing to do with you, and it's all about them. And the only reason that they're present is they have access to where you are, but that doesn't give them a right to where you're going to be. Does that make sense to you? I'm going to say it again. They have access to where you are, but they don't have a right to where you're going to be. Quit allowing people to be out of line with you and and. And the bigger part, and this is what really hit me when me and my friend talked. She said, and by the way, this is what she told him, I've got somebody that does what you do that's going to do it the way I want it done, when I want it done, how I need it done, where I'm going to have it done. In other words, there are people that are proximal to you that have access to where you are, but it does not in any way confirm that God put them in your mix. They just happen to be there. They may be there just to represent and type and inform what you are going to need and where you're headed. It doesn't mean they're there for you to take them with you. Please understand that. Now, here's another one. People leave you. Because they are not joined to you. And if they're not joined to you, you can't make them stay. And I mean joined at the hip, people. I don't mean married. And there's some of you right now. I've had clients in my office, and I don't understand this for anything. They come to me crying, boo-hooing about somebody. And then they finally move out, and they get on their own, and then the next thing, this person shows up at the door. How in the hell did they find you if you didn't give them your address? And then they come back to me, boo-hooing more. And they boo-hoo someone. I say, well, why are you boo-hooing now? Well, they're boo-hooing now because they went back over where they used to live with them. Have you lost your doggone mind? What is wrong with you? How do you think? that God is going to bless you when you won't let go of what has been holding you back. You remember I put, I said, kill and keep. This is a big write-down right now. If somebody has been taken out your life, and every time you revisit that relationship, you have some lemon juice in your eye, you're sitting there discombobulated, frustrated, broke, busted, and disgusted. Maybe perhaps that's the universe's way of saying, hey, fool, what is wrong with you? You can't do that where God is taking you. Think about this. You've been walking, catching the bus, going back and forth, going to school, studying, not having enough lunch money, you've you got kids, you're you picking up a child on the way to work, I mean, dropping one off on the way to work, picking up a child on the way home, you barely have any have what you need. Now you finally are a week from graduating, you just graduated a couple of weeks ago, you, you're out looking for a job, and here's your friend talking about you want to hit this blunt. Girl, I got somebody for you to meet. Let's go to the club tonight. You got your butt in there twerking when you should be working on your resume. You're sitting up smoking weed wondering, okay, I can't get a job. Hell no, you can't get a job. You can't pass the doggone urine test. You're getting ready to take the drug test, and let me give you some real fly. You're not doing no drugs. You're not drinking. You don't do nothing but go to church, drink water, tea, milk, juice, but you hanging with a gossipy, judgmental, you know what, and you wondering why your life, you can't get focused? Are you serious? Are you serious? You know, and some of you have met the perfect man for you, the perfect woman for you. But no, you can't get that relationship straight because you're still dealing with bra man over here. You're still dealing with little mama over here. Come on, really? Really? Or even worse, you're the person that you joined yourself to is you. You won't get rid of your judgmental, everybody got to do it your way attitude. 
Just because you have a uniform on, be it a nurse's uniform, a military uniform, a police uniform, you feel like everybody needs to fall in and get behind your marching orders. Have you ever stopped to think that God took you out that doggone uniform and for some of you permanently, for some of you after you get off the job, so you could actually come back to earth and be the person he created you to be instead of that monster control freak that you have become at work? That, and you're ready to go to a new level, but check this out. You can't take that old behavior with you. You can't do it. You got to learn to let stuff go. And sometimes it's your stuff. Sometimes it's somebody else's stuff or a combination thereof, but you better let it go. Now, does that mean that you're a bad person? Does that mean that the person you're dealing with is a bad person? No, it doesn't mean that. Not at all. It does mean is it's a bad situation. What it does mean is that you need to get unstuck from stupid and quick. There's a time in your life that things are happening into, around, for, because of you. If you don't pay attention, your blessing, what you've been waiting for, for for some of you, years, for others, months, and for others, weeks, and for some, even days, depending on how big it is, a um, few minutes can seem like a few months. So now here's your opportunity, and you sitting over here tripping. You know, I, I, I will be so honest. The last few weeks for me have been filled with stuff so far out of left field that I just was like, what the hell? I mean, 10 years I have been in practice, never had one complaint. Some some competitor or a terminated person or whatever goes and puts out a fake report on me. And I'm like, what the hell? So then when I go and dig into this, I find out that it's, you know, a bunch of bull. I try to respond to it, right? And the guy says, well, you know what, for $10,000, uh, we can take this off. Well, wait a minute, pimpin'. I may have been born in the morning. It wasn't this morning. So now I'm getting it, you see. I hear some extortion type stuff going down. And then all of a sudden, the places I start turning, people say, well, I can fix it if you give me $5,000. I can fix it. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I know who I am. See, people, let me tell you something. Sometimes you need to know who you are and don't concern yourself with other, who other people think you are. And here's an even bigger one. <laughs> My publicist, Pam Panock, said to me, uh, I was in a meeting with Pam, uh, a, a friend of mine, Michelle. I had all of these good people that love me, that have my interest at heart. Noel Panock, Preston Middleton, president of Next Wave Entertainment, you know, all these guys, I met with them because I was troubled. I mean, I went to my mentor at CBS, Deborah Duck, I was troubled. And all of them said, that is none but some bullshit. Pardon that language, but I had to call it what it is. I'm sorry, that slipped out, but it's my show. I can do that every now and then. But that's what it is. It's crap. And and here's what Bishop Jakes, T.D. Jakes said this to me once, a couple of years ago, he said, when you get ready to go to the success level where God is taking you to, you better get some thick skin because, you know, when you're not doing nothing, nobody's going to say anything about you. But when you get ready to go to the next level, people are going to talk. They are going to make up stuff. They're, you're going to have cousins that you didn't even know that, you're, that your auntie and them had given birth to or your uncle. You're going to have some people that's your friend that ain't even your friend. You're going to develop some people that don't like you. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing new here. These people never liked you to begin with. All these, everybody around you is there for an agenda. I had one of the best conversations the other morning. You know, this this whole, uh, like I said, these last three or four weeks, it, it's been filled with ups and downs. 
I've been in I've been in places. I'm there with the Jacksons, and you know I'm there with all these film producers. And the guy who the uh, character Mud Deer is based off of in Tyler Perry's movies. I was, I had the dude is so cool. I had the pleasure of hanging with him. His name is uh, Marlon Campbell. Wonderful man. Uh, he's a filmmaker. Brilliant, brilliant guy. And you know we're all sitting here talking, and I'm on riding this wave. Uh, with all of these highs, and in the midst of that, here comes some mess. Here comes, I get a phone call from a business partner in Detroit telling me somebody's trying to do some sneaky stuff or whatever. I'm like, what the? Then I, I, I get that same message. Then somebody mails out uh, an email to people. You know, I mean, just crazy stuff. So I'm here to tell you. If that's happening to you, that's a good sign. That's your indication, that's your confirmation, that is your proof. You are about to go to another level. And when you get to that level, we, I, I want you to prepare yourself because God has some good stuff for you. I mean, when I say some good stuff for you, some really good stuff. Now, I want to play a quick song. It's by my friend Alexis Pipe. She was the runner-up on BET's Sunday Best. And uh, it, I want you to live for right now. Let go of your past. Let go of all of this crap. And when, we, when you get back, have, when I, we come back from this break, I want you to have a pen and paper handy. I'm getting ready to give you some really good stuff. We'll be right back. Conversation, irreplaceable day. What can I do about what's gone? It's like holding on to the fall. It's impossible. Undeniable nature, uncontrollable pain. Understandable emotion, unconditional faith. What can I do about what's lost?
That was my girl, Alexis Fife, from BET's Sunday Best. She'll be back on this program again probably in the next few weeks. Uh, you talk about a story about who to cut and who to, who to keep. Man, it's deep. Um, here's where we are. Now, what I was saying to you just a moment ago is you, you've got to know when people's part in your story is over so you don't keep trying to raise the dead. Don't be a necrophiliac. There are people in your life that God took out your life for a reason. Let them stay out. I know for a fact it is lonely when you are going through the birthing canal. You, I don't care if you have triplets or twins. If they don't deliver them via C-section, and even then they don't just pull them all out at once, you come out by yourself, and going through birthing or giving birth to something is, is not exactly comfortable. I've never seen a woman, uh, probably other than Kim Kardashian, uh, give birth to a baby and go, how's my hair, and take a selfie. That girl is retarded, isn't she? Anyway, I'm going to leave her alone. But the truth of it is you can't do those vain, stupid activities when you are in the process of giving birth to something, especially if it's something that God gives you. Why? Because two things are happening at the same time. God needs your undivided attention. That's number one. Number two, you need to pay attention to what God is doing. There is no way conceivable that you will be in a position to receive what is being benefacted, bestowed, what is being ordained, what has been predestinated, what has been sanctioned, what has been authorized, what has been declared, what has been bestowed upon your life if you are tripping, if you, uh, you know, picture this. God gives you a ticket. It's first class. You got somebody that's riding in coach. You cannot communicate with them. You're going to have to go sit where you sit, and they got to go where they are, are uh, seated because if you try to sit with them, you are not only missing your blessing, they're just going to go ahead and give somebody that was on standby your seat. And then when you get back in coach, next thing you're going to find out is the seat that that person was, that's next to them is already taken. So not only have you given up, your blessing, you have just put yourself back in an uncomfortable position for less of a reason to be around lesser people. Now, that doesn't mean that these people are bad. And sometimes that lesser person is you. You trying to be cool with people that, well, you know what, pookie them. The hell with pookie. Shaquita, get rid of these folk. It's a reason why you went to school and they didn't. You wanted something they didn't want. It's a reason why you have a business and they don't. And all of this stuff about this, favor is not fair. Let me say that again. Favor is not fair. It's not. Successful people sometimes spend a lot of time alone. Hell, I'll vouch for that. I'm I'm just now scratching the national landscape. Do you think I have a bunch of people with me every day? No. I talk to my team, and that's what, the, you know, when I was telling you, you know, you need to pick right now who's on your team. So let's write that down on your kill and on your keep list. <laughs> Who is really on your team? You've got to know when it's over and let these people go. I want you to give them the high five, give them a hug, thank them for what they've done, thank them for what, what's been going on, and I'm going to give you some things, and then I'm going to get into some how-tos. Let them go. If you're holding on to something that doesn't belong to you and was never intended to be in your life, let that go. If it's filled with past hurts and pains, let it go. If someone can't treat you right and love you back and see you for your worth, the way you treat them, love them, and see them, let them go. If they keep pissing you off, let them go. If you want to kill them, if you find yourself on a weekly basis wanting to choke the hell out of somebody, that's a sign. It's a wrap. 
If you are dealing with them because you're getting your freak on or because they got the weed or they got 20 extra dollars, come on, really? Really? Do you need to be around other miserable people so you can feel good? I've had clients that come to my office. Every time they come to my office, there's something wrong. I done got shot. I done got stabbed. My butt hurt. My I'm itching. I don't feel good. Oh, Lord, my stomach. I think my bowel's about to move. I don't get away from me. Get together. You're crazy. If that's what you're dealing with, let them go. If you don't see someone trying to help themselves and working as hard as you are and trying to help yourself, let them go. If if the only time they call you is when they're depressed and stressed, let them go. Let me give you something. God is doing a new work in you. Now, here's how I want you to stop and and start recognizing when something's unhealthy. You know, much of us, and I know I've done this, I have lived my life, and, and I'm just going to, you know I've got to be transparent with you all. My friends down in Jamaica, I'm fixing to keep it real with you, boy. I mean, I'm being real. I have lived my life wanting to be liked, accepted, and approved by people. Something was wrong with me. You know, I I can't even uh, recall not considering being concerned about, you know, what someone else thought about me, what they felt about me. And, and you know something? I, I want you to see this. I had a bodyguard once um, when I was in the nightclub business. I would walk in the club, and you know how the, the uh, NBA players come out, and they run in, and they all high-five each other when they're getting ready to go over to the bench and all that that's how it was when I went to the club. I come in, all them folks over there standing up, Negroes high-fiving me, all that. My bodyguard said, D, he said, why are you buying all these men drinks and these people drinks? Half of them talk about you behind your back the minute you turn your back. Now, my arrogant, egotistical brother wasn't hearing that, right? And what happened, he told me, he said, I want you to do something. He said, I want you to walk in the club, walk past them folk and don't say nothing, and then go sit over away from the crowd. And you know what? I did what he said. I sat over there alone maybe almost 10 minutes, and then one little guy, I never will forget this, a guy that I often ignored, a guy that I seldom, I mean, he wasn't nobody that I mistreated, but he wasn't a guy that was the money boys, the the guys that played with the NBA and the NFL. He wasn't one of the doctors. He was just a nice guy. He walked over to me. He said, D, you all right? And I'm like, yeah. He said, well, man, let me buy you a drink. Now, this is a guy that I'm, I pretty much just kind of really never paid no attention to. Isn't it funny how the people that really give a hoot about you are folks you probably take for granted? See, that one day, and then it was probably 10 or 15 minutes later, one other guy walked over. He said, hey, man, you all right? Now, my point I'm making is this. When I'm at the bar buying the Cristal and the Heinekens and the shots of Patron and all of this, everybody's my friend. But when I walked past them and they all saw me, I made it a point to kind of not even walk too fast. Only two or three people out of those 10 or 20 folk actually walked over to me and gave a damn about how I was doing. So here's my next lesson for you. I want you to stop calling everybody. Quit texting. I know some of y'all are addicted to texting like people are addicted to crack, but let's stop texting for a day. I know that's probably going to kill you, but stop it and see how many people actually hit you up with a message saying, are you okay? I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. I'm worried about you. Stop and see how many people you can go out with and you don't pull out your wallet or your credit card and see how many of them offer to buy your dinner or buy you a drink or whatever. See how many folk will offer to come pick you up instead of you doing all the driving all the time. Think about it. I, you know, one of my friends made a comment to me. She said, this one particular person um, 
was always she has two cars. She has a uh, a German expensive car and a Japanese car. And when it was time to drive the Japanese car, the little conservative car, the other friend said, "Well, why ain't we driving the other one?" Well, wait a minute, heifer, you you ain't even driving. But see, it's little stuff like that to tell you who to keep and who to kill, who to cut. You know, another uh, friend of mine sent me and said, I got over 100 friends requests on Facebook. I'm like, child, half of those people are Nigerians, and I'm not knocking my Nigerian brothers and sisters. So don't y'all be writing me no letters and stuff. Don't do that because, you know, y'all like to have all the meetings and stuff. But the point I'm making is, you know, it's somebody over in some Internet cafe in Ghana somewhere playing like they're a white woman named Sherry. Or they picked, because uh, I know on Facebook, if you see a picture of me and this Anglo sister, that is not my page. Some some groupie put that up. That's not really me. It's all my pictures. It ain't me. It's got my name in it. That is not my page. You know, my fan page has, what, 13,000 people on it? My personal one's maxed out. In other words, there are people out here that are just trying to get next to you in some kind of way. And they don't have your interest at heart. It's time for you to stop asking, start asking yourself, what does this season of my life mean to me? What does this season mean to you? What is it about? Is this a season in your life where it's all about a gold ring and a, and a watch and a haircut? Or some weaved hair and some red bottom shoes that ain't real red bottom shoes. You walk and they turn in black every step you take. Come on now. Is that what it's about? Because if it is, you're not going to go for it anyway. This is a season for you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. This is your season for manifestation. This is your season for change. You can't take everybody with you. Think about this. If that girl is really your doggone friend, why is it the only thing y'all have in common is a nightclub and, and talking about dudes and money? If that woman really has your interest at heart, why is it you always paying for dinner? How come she can't cook you a meal? If nothing else, she can stick a, a Marie Collins or something in there. I mean, come on. It. Put it on a plate. They lie to me and tell me you cooked it. If this person really has your interest at all, why do you always have to drive? If they really care about you, why is it you are the one that's really going out the way to show some some cat some compassion and some empathy? You better stop and think about this. If they mean you so good, why is it every time you talk to them, you feel like you just left Big Mama funeral? Yeah, you were in a good mood till this fool called you. Now you sitting over there, your bowels bothering you, you you head hurting. You you don't even drink or smoke weed. You trying to find a dope man phone number and getting ready to go buy you a box of wine. I mean, seriously, stop and look at what is it that people are putting in your life and how are they affecting your life? Because if they're not affecting you the way you need to be affected, they're infecting you. They're not affecting you. It's time to look balance in your life. You know, to me, friendship is like a seesaw. It takes two people, and each one needs to give a little to balance out the ride. I can't just be sitting up in the air all the time, man. You know what I'm saying? And I can't just be on the ground all the time. And I don't mind it because, see, good friendships, you are going to have confrontation because that's what friends do. I didn't say they're going to backstab you, though. I didn't say they were going to go talk about you like a dog and write an email and BCC everybody accusing you or whatever. That ain't no damn friend. That's, that ain't nothing but somebody hating on you. Because, see, I'm going to be real honest. I love, I love, I love it. Bishop Jakes was uh, talking about this, and it had me laughing, uh, talking about, you know, he had written some articles in the Wall Street Times, and, and I'm not no Bishop Jakes groupie, so don't say that. This dude is one of my mentors, and I really love his brother. So, <laughs> But he had written this article, and article, and another article, and another article to the Wall Street Times. 
And and then he one day he decided to read the commentary. And all of a sudden, he felt dejected, rejected, disgusted, and busted. Just wasn't with it no more. And the lady that was the conduit between the Wall Street Journal and Jake's called him and said, well, we haven't received any submissions from you, and we wanted to know, is everything okay? And him being honest, you know, he said, no, I'm fine, but I read some of the commentaries about my articles and decided that, you know, it, you know, I wasn't appreciated, and I'm getting all this criticism, and the lady started laughing, and she said, Bishop Jakes, and, and this is for you. This is for you. If you don't hear nothing else I said on this show today, hear this out. He said, first of all, our publication is for people that are entrepreneurs, business owners, and if they have a degree, they probably have a master's or a doctorate. Those people don't have time to write commentaries. <laughs> and the commentaries that we often get, the words are misspelled and what have you. In other words, that is not the audience that is reading your material. So I'm telling this to you right now, just like I had to have it told to me. Thank you, Michelle. I had to have it told to me. Thank you, Pam. I had to have it told to me. Thank you, Noel. I have to have it told to me. Thank you, Deborah. The people that are talking about you aren't with you. And the people that are with you are too busy to talk about you because they are getting something from you that money can't buy. You, I want you to get that through your head right now. I don't care if you're doing hair. Don't stop giving. I, I read something earlier that Steve Harvey told Oprah. Stop sharing your big ideas with small-minded people. They don't get it. They won't get it. And you can't take these small-minded, rat brain folks with you. They after a piece of cheese. Hell, at least want a big piece of chicken. Don't want a piece of cheese. You can't take these folks with you. You can't make them like you. You can't make them understand. And I guarantee you they will sit there. There was this scene in a movie called Trading Places that Eddie Murphy did years ago, and he, he was a bum hustling. And he comes into money, and now he has a house in that neighborhood, you know, the neighborhood you want to move in. And he invited all of these folk from the streets that he knew. Yeah, they drank up the food. <laughs> they smoked his cigars. And in the glimpse and in the twinkle of an eye, he realized that, you know what? We probably were in the same place at the same time, but... We're not in the same place at the same time. And you're not. I want to tell you, people, relationships are complicated, and it's never easy to let go of a relationship, be it a marriage, a friendship, even a business relationship. I mean, every relationship that I've ever left, at the time that I was leaving it, was painful. It was painful for me to accept that someone who I'd worked with for a few months, few weeks, or a year or so, that that relationship was over. But in order for you to live authentically and in order for you to manifest what God has given you, in order for you to go to the next level, you have to let people go. You have to free yourself up from the past in order to be available for your future. Now, let me tell you something. If I hadn't let these people go, I wouldn't be where I am right now. If I hadn't let Julia go, I would have never met Pam Panak. <laughs> Nothing against Julia. She's doing her thing. But that was for that season in my life. That season is over. The things that I'm doing today are far greater and bigger and more significant and substantial than the things I was doing then. 
my goals now. I remember I had a team meeting, and some of my teammates were, were saying, well, Doc, you need to spend more of your time focusing on marketing and trying to get some customers. And I'm like, no, because I want to help millions of people, not a few. And in order to help millions, I got to be on a global stage. I need to be on a, in a national stage. I need to have myself in a position where millions of people can see me if I'm going to help millions of people. What am I going to do? Go from house to house? Are you crazy? But I can go from living room to living room to flat screen to flat screen to iPad to cell phone a million people at a time. But in order to make that happen, they have to know who I am. And for them to know who I am, I can't spend my time doing what you see as your vision for my life. You, and, and this is the biggest thing I need to tell you. Your real teammates, and you're going to switch teammates, people. That's going to be an ongoing process until you die. But for this season, your teammates will see exactly where God is taking you right now. If you're from a little country town, that's all good. Hell, go back. They'll name a street after you. But right now, don't be down there running in the streets. They don't have a website. You do. They didn't get the degree. You did. They didn't get the certification. You did. They didn't get the license. You did. You can't let people who aren't going where you're going and haven't been where you're headed have any influence on what you do other than to inspire you. And if they're not inspiring you, they're expiring you, and you need to expire them. And that doesn't mean you got to be nasty with it. You don't need to be like, ah, oh, you dumbass, I'm, I, got, I got my GED now, fool. You know, no. You can love people from a distance and just tell them, you know what, when we had what we had, but see, you doing your thing, let me do mine. You can't take everybody with you. And know this, sometimes relationships end, even when you wanted them to go with you, even when that is your son, that is your daughter, that is your man, that is your girl. Despite every effort you put forth to make it work, just because you made the choice to follow where God had planned for you to go, you got to let go. That doesn't mean do it negatively. We can say farewell with good wishes. We can make a choice to remember the happy times, but don't get caught up in the past. I, I believe that every relationship is unique, and the way you choose to transform that relationship depends on the situation. So if you get stuck, Meditate. You know I'm a big fan of meditating. That's the highest form of prayer where you just sit there and listen and let God guide you. But put your feelings aside right now. If God has you building with someone, build with the person that's in your present. Don't go and walk around the relics of your past. Don't go and live in a memorial. Build a park. Create something new, something wonderful, because this is your season. This is your time. What God has for you is for you, and no devil in hell can stop you, but you can, so don't stop yourself. Now, here's the deal. Don't miss Sunday's show. It's going to be off the chain, 7.30 Central Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific Time. And pray for me, guys, because I want you to know I'm always praying for you. I love you madly, more than you will ever know. Be sure to go to the Facebook page, D. Yvonne Young. D. Ivan Young, for you that like to mispronounce my name, hit the follow button or hit the, uh, hit the like button. But more than anything, have a great week. And today, pick some new teammates. You can't win with a losing team. Have an awesome week. I love you. I love you madly.